All right, are you ready for the word? Yes. Are you ready for the word? Yes. Get your Bible up nice and high, your Bible, your iPad, your whatever. Now, y'all know we're gearing up to bring a, have a back, bring your Bible to church Sunday. You were gearing that up, and so I need y'all to practice turning at home because when we do it, I need you to be able to turn quickly, okay? But get whatever you got right now, hold it up nice and high, repeat after me, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have, and I can be what it says I can be. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, as the teacher is teaching, hide them in the gift that I might experience revelation, impartation, destiny acceleration, and manifestation in my life. In Jesus' name, shout amen. Shout amen again. Go to Romans chapter seven. Romans seven, our foundational text. And I'm excited because we're gonna finish this series up and sometime in November, mid-November maybe, we're gonna do the last series of the year entitled The Abundant Life. The Abundant, somebody shout The Abundant Life. And this is gonna talk about the abundant life in the totality of your life. But one of the areas we're gonna lock in on is health and healing. How many know you're called to walk in health in your body? Oh, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so, so good. Romans 7, verse 18, starting here, the New Living Translation, Paul says, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I wanna do what is right, but I can't. I wanna do what's good, but I don't. I don't wanna do what's wrong, but what happens? Do it anyway, but if I do what I don't wanna do, I'm not really the one doing it, it is sin living in me that does it. I've discovered this principle of life, he says, that when I wanna do what's right, I inevitably do what's wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that is at war where? Where? You gotta remember this, is it your mind? This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. So this foundational text has been the launching pad for this series, Me Versus Me, Winning the Battle Within. How many of y'all you needed this type of teaching on this series? Yeah, I mean, it's just, this has been really, really applicable and good, and we're not done. We got a, a little ways to go, but Paul says, my self-inspection has brought me to a place of understanding that I have the potential to self-sabotage myself, that I have this, this potential to have this self-destructive way of thinking that causes me to make decisions being influenced by my flesh, which is my mind, being influenced by this jacked up way of thinking that causes me to make decisions that are not in my best interest. How many can say I've been there before? Wave at me. How many know what it's like to make a decision that you know is not good for you, but you make it anyway? And Paul says it's this self-sabotaging behavior that we have to be mindful of. And that led us into saying, instead of focusing on self-sabotaging, let's focus on self-actualization, where self-actualization is about becoming, the, this is review, the best version of yourself. Somebody say best version of me. It's the best version of yourself based on embracing God's will for your life directed from the word of God. So we've been looking at this whole self-actualization and how we need to go at it, analyzing ourselves so that we can really become the best version of ourselves. Now we wanna kind of flip it and kind of really go after something. Today we wanna look at 
overcoming the perversion of self-transformation. Overcoming the perversion of self-transformation. I want you to look at what's on the screen because this is good. You can't try to bring change into your life independent of God and his word. Oh, I need you to get this. No, 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 no. No, what, what people don't understand is you were never called to be independent. You're called to be independently dependent on God. In other words, I'm to be independently dependent on God, meaning that if nobody else is going to live for him, I'm going to. I don't care what you do, what you say, I'm going to live for God. And so I'm dependent on him for my transformation. Please hear me. Any transformation outside of God-dependent transformation is flawed and will lead to shortcoming because you weren't designed to function without God. Tell your neighbor you need God. People try to make transformation without God, and that's going to lead to a failed effort because whenever you're trying to operate without God, you are malfunctioning before you know it. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7, starting at verse 24, the Passion Translation. Jesus says this, everyone who, now when we get the, back to the Bible Sunday, y'all going to have to flip quick. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life. Let's stop there, let's stop. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it. Y'all can take the scripture down for one second so I can talk to the streaming audience. People put too much stock in mainly knowing the word. They can quote it, I know the word, I know the word. They can quote the scripture like a back of their hand, but have you applied it to your life? Have you made application of it? The Bible says don't be simply a hearer of the word, but a doer also leads you what? Deceive yourself. I was having a conversation with somebody just recent, and I was talking to them about it's, it's, it's not just about quoting the word. You have to believe the word you quote. People quote the word all the time, but the question is, do you believe? what you're quoting, because all things are possible, not to them that quote the word, but to them that believe the word. And here's how we know whether you believe it. Let me back this up. How many know nothing happens without God allowing it? So anything that hits your life to turn it upside down, it did not come without permission from God. So watch, when my life is turned upside down, your response to that lets us know what you believe. <laughs> Dr. Miles Monroe, when we would talk with him before he went home to be with the Lord, he would jam this in us. Believers in America, you have perverted what faith is about. Faith is not mainly about cash cribs and cars. It can produce that stuff, but faith is for when you're going through crisis. Faith is when your world, thank you for clapping one person, you're my favorite person in the room right now. But faith, you know, I'm using my faith to get a house. I'm using my faith to get a car. Cool, but why not when I get a bad doctor's report, I'm using my faith for my healing. And what believers do, if they get a positive doctor's report, they're good. 
but if they get a negative doctor's report, they're not good, which means your good status is based upon your trust in what the doctor said versus what the word says in spite of what the doctor says. So even if the doctor gives me bad news, I'm still in a position place because I believe what God said in his word concerning me. If God is good when you got a job, he's good when you don't have a job. If God is a way maker when the way was made out, he's also a way maker when it didn't come out, but it's your response that shows us what you believe. Amen. Ask your neighbor, do you really believe? I submit to you, God will let things happen to show you that you don't believe like you thought you believed. Watch what it says, let's keep reading. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came with wind and waves beating upon its house, it collapsed and was swept away. So I have to build my life based on the word of God so when the wind comes and the storms come, I won't be moved and swept away. Now watch, unlike society, y'all know this, society constantly changes what it's standing on. One minute I'm standing on this, another minute I'm standing on that. That's why there's no stability in society. Y'all making me work too hard on this. The, the world has no stability, so they should see stability in you. How you handle your life, how you carry yourself, they should see stability. When stuff is happening to you, you should be at a place where I'm stable. It's not that my feelings aren't bucking, but I don't let my feelings drive me. Feelings don't go away just because you believe the word. Feelings don't go, thoughts don't die just because you believe the word. Believing the word says, in spite of me, I feel like flipping out. I feel like pulling my hair out, but instead on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand because I believe the word. Now, let me give you the heart of the matter of what we're after today. This will come up on the screen. Motivation for self-transformation, I need y'all to take a picture of this, or I need you to get it. Motivation for self-transformation is the attempt to feel good about yourself, and it's a matter of self-worth and self-esteem. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, it's a matter of what? So it, it's an attempt to feel good about yourself, and it's about self-worth and self-esteem. So everybody in this room has a desire to feel better about themselves. Everybody, but we have to make sure that us feeling better about ourselves is based on God's word. It's based on his will and his word because, listen, this is not coming up on the screen. You do realize there is a best version of yourself. But that best version is based on you standing on the word of God. If you don't stand on the word of God, we will never see that best version of you. So therefore, my self-worth and self-esteem has to be based upon what he said so that the best version of me rises up. Are y'all listening to me? 
Now, let me give you a definition for self-esteem so we're all on the same page. Self-esteem is how an individual views, values, and validates him or herself in the arenas of life, which then affects the behavior factors, belief factors, and bonding factors. Self-esteem affects everything I do in life. <laughs> now, get this statement. Self-esteem and self-worth is vitally important to be built on the word, get this, so you will embrace that you are worthy of all God has for you and wants you to walk in. Oh, God. No, I was on my, my spiritual dad's conversation. He has an apostle conversation um, every Saturday, and I'm on there a variety of times. And one of the things I threw out something to him, I knew the answer. I just wanted him to expound. Where many believers miss it, they declare, I want God's best for my life. I want God's best, but there's lack of self-worth and self-esteem causes them to think they're not worthy of God's best. Y'all forget y'all. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not worthy to have God's best because they're looking at God's best through their eyes versus God's eyes. That everything God promised you in his word was in spite of him knowing all of your shortcomings, all your flaws, all your trifology. He knew all of it, and he still said, this is my best for you, but as sure as I'm looking at you, if your self-worth is not intact because you have it on everything except God's word, you will be the first to go, I'm not worthy. You'll be the first to reject what God has for you that Jesus died for you on, so you gotta be, you gotta analyze yourself, and I'm jumping ahead, what is my stocking concerning my self-worth? Because if it's not in the word, it's unstable because everything changes. Because you're worthy when you do good. You're worthy when you mess up. You're worthy when you have a good day. You're worthy when you have a bad day. You are worthy not because of you, but because he chose you. Everybody say self-worth. Self Hear me. It's important to your emotional health. This, this is why a whole lot of people are having mental health challenges. Because it's important to your emotional health for you to see yourself the way God sees you. Ugh. Here's how we know that you see yourself the way God sees you. You will no longer tear yourself down with negative words about you. You will, you will no longer let negative words come out of your mouth about you. I don't know about nobody else, I love me. No, I, hear me, I love me. I look at me and go, whoa. God, you broke the mold when you made me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't know about you, I'm made in the image and likeness of God. There's nobody else like me on the planet. So why would I ever try to get you to make me like you? Because you, being like you, I lose me. And if I'm not me, the world is in debt because God created me to bless this world, to be me the way I am, to talk like me, to think like me, to dress like me, to act like me. And if you can't appreciate me being me, you need to leave because I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> 
Too many people, man, are trying to be like somebody else. First, be you. God, God didn't create you to be a clone. He created you to be a unique, unique one of a kind. There's nobody else like me on the planet. And side note, you, you, you gotta hear me. You gotta listen to what people say to you. Because sometimes people are trying to get you to change because they're jealous of you. And you running around trying to change for everybody else versus just be you. Hear me, hear me, I'm a witness. If people around you won't accept you, God will send others that will. <laughs> now, let me give you this, we're about to, about to hit something. Everybody say self-love. Self say it again, self-love. Self say it two times real quick, self-love, self-love. Self-love is the prerequisite to love other people. You cannot love other people if you don't love yourself. <laughs> Go to Matthew 22 real quick. Matthew 22. Oh, I need you to get this. I need you to get this, man. You can't love people the way God says so if you don't love yourself. Matthew 22. Tell your neighbor it matters when you go to church. It matters. Verse 37, let's start there. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor how? As thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The, the Bible says the way you love others is the way you love you. So if you nasty to everybody, you don't love you. If you're mean and nasty to people, you don't, you don't love you. The, way you. the way you handle other people shows me about you. <laughs> oh, God, no, no. See, I need you to get this. Here's why it's so important to love you. Because when you love you, you won't tolerate others mistreating you. No, no. I love me too much to let you do that to me. I love, I love me too much to just let you talk to me like that. I love, I love me too much. I love me. See, no, no. I love me, so I'm not going to settle for less than. I, I, hear me. I love me, and you, you disrespecting me, and you walking all over me. When you don't love you, you'll accept what anybody does. But when I love me, I don't have to sit there and just tolerate it, let alone believe it. Your name. See, I'm trying to get you to see something. Your negative words towards me lets me know you don't really like yourself because you can't love me if you don't like. That's what the Bible says. So I'm not moved by what you say because your words don't carry enough weight to make me stop loving me. I love myself some. See, watch. Single people, where are you at? Single people. The last thing you need is a relationship when you got low self-esteem. Because you be putting demands on other people they can't fulfill. You can't try to get somebody to make you like you. If you don't feel good about you, I can't make you feel good about you. But if I feel good about me, you can't make me feel bad about me either. You don't like the shoes I wear? Buy me some other ones and otherwise be quiet. 
You don't like my hair because you don't think it should be down to my my hips? Watch, I bought it. It's mine, and I like it. You Come on. No, I, I just don't think you should dress that way. I didn't ask your opinion in the first place. I love me, and I'm not going to change to be accepted by others. Why? Oh, I'm on to something. See, people that you're called to accept you for you. They'll try to help you become better, but they accept you for you. When I preached, man, at the conference, man, all these preachers around, I preached the way I preached to y'all. I just was me. I didn't come in there, well, well, well. I didn't come in there trying to impress anybody. I'm me. I, I, and, so, and I have different preachers come up and go, my God, you're so authentic. You're, watch, that shouldn't be a big deal, but what it says to me, there's a whole bunch of preachers that are not being authentic. Because watch, if my motive is, hear me young preachers in this room, if my motive, psalmist, whoever, if my motive for what I'm doing in any way is to impress people, you're not giving him glory. When you get up to sing, to preach or whatever, people should lose sight of you and hear God. But you can't do that if you don't love yourself. Oh, I'm on to something right now. See, if you don't love yourself, you're looking for acceptability in all the wrong places. Hear me, single people. When you love yourself, you pass on a lot of people. You're like, nope, nope, nope. Watch, it, no, watch. It's not about you, it's about me. Because I deserve God's best. I don't deserve leftovers. I don't deserve somebody else's spouse. I deserve God's best for me. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Now, here's what I want you to get real quick. Who is this for today? For real. Wave at me high. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Look at your neighbor. If their hand is not up, tell them you're perfect or you're a liar right now. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm messing. I'm messing. Here's what I want you to get. The heroes of the faith, many of the heroes of the faith that we look at, we teach, we talk about, had self-esteem, self-worth issues. <laughs> they were presented with this great opportunity to do something, but they had to work on. So if you got, if right now you got self-esteem, self-worth issues, hear me, you're in good company, life's not over. They had to work on that first, watch, in order to become the best version of themselves because in order to do what God had called them to do, it required the best version of themselves, meaning the way God saw them. They had to switch how they saw themselves and go to how God saw them so that their worth was in what God saw, not what they saw. Does that make sense? Yes? Yes or no? Okay, so watch. You, you have to turn around and hear me, you have to turn around and see yourself not the way man sees you because man constantly wants to bring up your past. No, no. See, you, you need to constantly check your posse. Because it's amazing people you thought were with you, when you start talking about bettering yourself, you start talking about going after stuff, people will go, well, you're not all that. 
you're not, you're not all that, and I knew you're not all that, and I knew you before this and that. And watch now, watch those type of people. They always want to look, talk about your past, and it's, um, all of us got a past. They want to talk about your past. God says, I'm not talking about your past. I eradicated that. I'm talking about your purpose. So let me give you a couple of these heroes. Moses, Moses. Moses had self-esteem issues and saw himself as inadequate and suggested that God send somebody else. God told him, I'm going to use you to deliver a nation. And Moses was like, he gave every excuse in the book. I stutter. I'm this. I'm that. Because his self-esteem was low. And what changed? He began to see himself the way God saw him. Gideon, look at this next one real quick. Gideon had self-esteem issues, and he said he was not the guy for the job because his family background and issues disqualified him, making him the least of all people. I just need you to get this. Lack of self-esteem will cause you to discount what God has approved. Lack of self-esteem will cause you to discount what God has approved. Approve. Please hear me. God calling me, talking about me, I don't have a clue why. Because my past is jacked up. How many know my present has challenges too? Oh, y'all not real on this side. Let me talk to. No, no. How many know everybody has present challenges? Right? Everybody does. And hear me. If I was God, I would not have called me. I would not have called me. Watch, there's, there is no logical reason why I, why I am in front of you and you keep coming back and bringing people with you. There's none. My, my upbringing, my background, just where we were, all the stuff that happened to us, and then all the jacked up stuff that I've done, there's no reason. And if my self-worth is in that stuff, then I will not approve what God has approved. See, in other words, my self-worth has to be intact. So if people don't approve me, I don't care. Are you listening to me? Tell your neighbor, you got to see yourself the way God sees you. Now, I need you to pay attention for the next like five minutes because this is what I've been waiting to get to right here. This, this is going to set some people free. Look at your neighbor and say, you're about to get free. Okay, okay, okay. Here's what I need you to get here. Self-esteem has been marred by society. I need you to get what's on the screen. Before you come to Christ, you're persuaded by the flawed metric and erroneous ways that you've been conditioned to feel good about yourself. And you gotta examine the way you have been conditioned to feel good about yourself and measure your worth so you can know where you are so you can renew your mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How many know this type of stuff won't get it with jump, shout, dance, and run? Because you can shout, see when you have low, oh, I'm hearing something in the Holy Ghost. When you have low self-esteem, you'll jump, shout, dance, and run to pacify and soothe the reality of where you are. So you're on this emotional high because you don't feel good about you. You look to feel good about something. So in the moment you dance, you shout, you run, and then you leave and go back. You shout like you're, you're victorious, but you're privately defeated because it's you versus you. You're your worst enemy because what you're shouting about, you don't think you're worthy of anything. Anyway, what you confess, you don't think you're worthy anyway. And so all of a sudden now, you are struggling because you 
think, let me just shout it out. But the devil will sit by and let you shout. Your self-worth, lack of, will sit by. And then when you're done, you're left with the reality that you done lied to folk because you make them think you got it all together. But the reality is you don't like you. You don't feel good about you. You don't think you're worthy of anything. You don't think God loves you. God, he, oh, I hurt. God does not tolerate you. He loves you. And you got to renew your mind. Who is this for directly? Wave at me. You got to renew your mind. Romans 12, go there quickly. Romans 12, verse 1. I'm about to hit you with something. Romans 12, verse 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. What else? Holy, acceptable unto God, which is what? So living this way is not a big deal. It's your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye how? How? So transformation cannot come unless there is a renewing of your mind. For what purpose? That you may prove what is the what? Good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Here's a question I want to ask you. What standard are you allowing to govern your self-worth and self-esteem? What standard, for real, for real, are you allowing to govern your self-worth and self-esteem? Because the parameters of the world system is based on the metric of comparison. <laughs> Social media and everything else is about comparison. Everybody say comparison. And so watch, you're so busy comparing yourself a lot that's with a facade. You're so busy comparing yourself. Watch, you miss the fact that there's nothing to compare me to. You've been fearfully and wonderfully made in the God's image in your uniqueness. There is nobody else on the planet like you. You are the bomb.com. You are all that in a bag of chips, a pineapple soda, and a Twinkie. There's never been anybody else on the planet like you. Never was, never is, never will be. God broke the mold when he made you. He made you and said, that's good. He made you in his image and his likeness. You're his son. You're his daughter. You're a tripart being, spirit, soul, body. Your footsteps are ordered by the Lord. God knows the number of hairs on your head. He died just for you. He rose just for you. You got the spirit of God. There's nobody else like me. So I cannot compare myself because if I try to be like you, I could be limiting myself. No, watch. You can't. You, the problem with some believers, they're not enjoying life because you're too busy comparing yourself with other people. You're too busy comparing yourself. What, why would you put self-esteem in the number of followers you have? When a variety of them are using you for their following. What, 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 you're comparing yourself and it takes the joy out of life. What, somebody came up to me after the first service and said, somebody said that comparison is the thief of your joy. Watch. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, don't compare. Don't compare. Here's the problem. We compare ourselves, and you look at where somebody else is, 
and because of where they are and you think you're supposed to be by now, surely by now, who am I talking to? Just wave at me. Surely by now I thought I would be there. Surely by this time, I'm, I'm 29. You a baby. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm getting old. Come on. Sure, sure. I'm talking from 54. Sure, sure. I know y'all don't believe I'm 54, but I am. I'm, I'm about to turn double nickel in a minute. Watch. Surely by this time, I would be here and you think because of what you perceive where somebody else is that you should be there, that you got the short end of the stick and you're ready to quit. You're ready to throw in the towel off of what you perceive. And God says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. God says, watch, where you are is right where I want you to be at this moment. Because I have purpose for you and destiny for you, and I'm working things out in you for that. I'm not talking about where you think you should be. I'm talking about right where you are because I'm causing things to change in you. I'm working things out in you. So watch, I don't care if you're in a hospital bed. God says I have you right where I want you. I don't care if you got no money. God says I have you right where I want you. I don't care if your spouse left you last week. God says I have you right where I want you. I don't care if your life has fallen apart. God says I have you right where I left you. You done lost your job. God says I have you right where I want you. You're right where I want you to be because I'm working things out for your purpose. Watch, watch. What people don't realize when your life falls apart, God says there's humility that's being worked out. Watch, watch. Let me give you a Bible. Because I feel some of you on the back of my neck right now. Well, I don't know about that, Bishop. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know. What do you mean I'm laying up in the hospital? That's where God wants me to be. That's it. That God says, I got you right now where I want you. What do you mean I lost my job? That, that, that don't make sense. What do you mean I lost my spouse left me? What do you mean that God, that, that, that don't sound biblical. I'm glad you asked with your jacked up self. Romans 8:28 says this. And we know. All things, all things, not some, not made it, all things work together for the good. It didn't say all things were good. It said even the ungood stuff, even the bad stuff, all of it, because God says in my sovereign mind, I knew all of it was going to happen to you, and I use all of it for your good. All things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So that means, here's my lawyer side, unequivocally, your honor, I submit to you that no matter what happens in my life, if I suffer loss, if I get set back, if I get downtrodden, if I get cast aside, it doesn't matter. All of it, all of it, all of it is working together for my good. He takes it and switches it around. He changes me. He changes my perspective. He changes my thinking. All of it works together for my good. So even if you plot against me, even if you set something up, when the dust settles, I will arise. I will arise. Because no matter what you try to do, it's making me better. It's making me stronger. It's giving me more adversity. It's giving me more tenacity. Because no matter what you're facing, God says, I'll get glory out of it. 
I'll get glory out of it. I'll get glory out of it. He didn't say it feels good. He didn't say it, it was his will for it to happen. But he said, I'll work it all out for your good. God says, I have so much for you. Stop comparing yourself. You're right where I want you to be. I remember at one of the lowest points of my life, <laughs> I remember, man, just my life seemed like it was falling apart. And I remember I heard that God says, I'm working it for your good. I didn't want to hear that. I'm like, God, I want you to get the people that hurt me. I want you to take their faces and smash them against rocks. No, no, no. Like maybe you're just, oh, God. No, 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 no. They did me wrong. They did me dirty. They left me for dead. After I've given my best to them, I've given my life to them. And watch, let's be real. And how, God, are you going to let this happen to me? Y'all being fake today. You know good and doggone well when your life falls apart, you don't go, oh, Lord, I bless you. How could you let this happen? I'm serving you. I'm doing I'm tithing. And how are you going to let this happen? And God in his infinite wisdom and love says, son, I know you don't understand, but I'm working it for your good. I'm, I'm working it. And you don't understand. I, I just need you to trust me when you can't track me. Just trust me because you're going to see and hear me. This is my confession now. I stopped crying. I dried my eyes and I declared if I had to do it again, I want all of it to happen again because it all made me who I am and I'm still standing and I'm walking in purpose. It propelled me to where I am. Jesus! You can't make me doubt them. I know way too much about them. Are you listening to me? Who is this really for today, man? I didn't say this on the last service. Here's the question. Are you willing to run on to see the outcome? Even though you feel like quitting, are you willing to run on and see the outcome? Because one of the greatest things in the world is when the enemy tried to kill you. The enemy tried to use people to cause you to lose your mind. And they still around to see you make a full recovery. <laughs> oh man, what a flashback, I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We got, we got to go. Amen. So, so watch. Wow. Man, who is this really for today, man? Just Jesus. Whew. So if you've suffered loss, don't worry. If that thing is taken from you, don't worry. And hear me, I'm telling you, Mr. Smith, if it looks like those that did you wrong have gotten ahead. The race is not given to the swift, but to him that endures to the end. No. There, I'm going to say this, there is a finish line with your name on it. There is a finish line with your name on it. And you got to keep running your race and cross the finish line. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Amen. All right, we got to go. Amen. Amen. Now, 
Wednesday night is Wednesday night all the way live. You can't afford to not be in the house. See, nobody said amen on that. No, 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 no. You hear me? This morning we had a problem with technology first service. We had some serious problems. You hear me? What I'm going to talk about on Wednesday, you can't afford to miss because we're going to talk about the various conditions we've embraced for our self-worth. You need to hear this message. So I really, I really want you to come. I want you to be in the house to hear this. I don't want you to watch me on streaming. You do what you want to do. But I, I really want you to be here because I'm, I, this is so important. Because many of us in this room, you've conditioned your self-worth off of temporary stuff. And the only thing that your self-worth should be based on is God's word. So I need you to be here. I need you to really be here Wednesday night. Ask your neighbor, are you coming to church live in the house Wednesday night? Just ask him. Just ask him. Now watch this. Let's see if we got real saints. Tell them if you need a ride, I'll pick you up. <laughs> I live in Delaware. Oh, I didn't mean that. My bad. <laughs> All right. All right. Very good. Who's so glad you came to church today? Jesus. Amen. Heads are bowed real quick. Heads are bowed. Heads are bowed. If you're in the room, man, and you're not born again, if you're not born again, would you consider giving your heart to the Lord? God loves you so much. He sent his only son to die for you and me, lay his life down for us, shed his blood for us, go to hell for us, and rise again all for us. For one reason, he loved us that much, to leave heaven for you and me. And so I want to pray a prayer for anybody in this room, anybody online that says, I'm not born again. I've never received Jesus' free gifts of salvation and righteousness, and I want to give my heart to the Lord today. Being born again is not about being perfect. It's about being an imperfect person and letting a perfect God perfect you for the rest of your life. And so if that's you today, man, it'd be my honor to pray for you right where you sit. Maybe you're here and you're a backslider. You were living for God but something happened to you that caused you to go astray. Maybe you got hurt by somebody someplace somewhere and you walked away from God. You come to church, but your heart's away from God. I've been there, I know what that's like. And so if you're here today, man, maybe you're like, I backslid, I walked away, I didn't know how to come back. You come back the same way you left, you just make a choice. And so I wanna pray for you right where you sit for either salvation in your life for the first time or rededication. And I've been there both. And so if that's you, and you wanna be included in this prayer, nobody making you, nobody forcing you, you gotta make this decision on your own. But if you're like, hey, Bishop, include me in that prayer because I wanna get born again. Include me because I wanna rededicate my life. If that's you, and you wanna be included in this prayer that I'm getting ready to pray, hold your hand up right now. I see your hand going up, excellent, excellent, excellent. I see your hand going up, excellent. I see your hand going up. Y'all should clap for real. I see your hand in the back going up. Excellent. I see your hand back there. Excellent. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray a prayer. If you lift at your hand, I want you to repeat after us. Who's us? Me and the rest of the church family. We're going to say the same prayer that you're saying that we've already said individually, but we're going to say it corporately because we want you to know you're not by yourself. We're with you in this moment. Online, if you're watching live right now, you're watching on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It doesn't matter. This prayer works. You say there what we're saying here. Repeat after me, say, Dear Jesus, today I give you my life and I receive your free gifts of salvation and righteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, shedding your blood for me, going to hell for me, and rising again, all for me. Today, of my own free will, I receive you 
And I thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. Amen, amen, amen. Now, if you gave your heart to Jesus and rededicated your life, best decision you ever could make. And we say, welcome home, family. Welcome into the kingdom of God. Now, if you're here and you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to consider joining this church. This church will change your life. How many of y'all can say this church has changed your life? Hands up all over the place. This church will change your life. We say you give us six months your life will never be the same. So we'd love for you to join this church. Now, maybe you're here and you know you want to join, or maybe you're here and you're like, hey, I think I want to join. I'm not sure. I want to get some questions answered. We love that. We'd love to answer those questions too. So if you're here, you know you want to join this church, or you want to get some questions answered to help you make a decision about joining, hold your hand up and I'll give you instruction. Hold your hand up. I see your hand going up. I see your hand going up. I see yours and yours and yours. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Very good, very good, very good. Okay, I see your hand too. Very, very good. All right, here's what I need you to do. If you got saved today, rededicated your life today, or you're like, I want to join this church today, or I want to get questions answered today, what I need you to do is gather your belongings and quickly come up here and join me, please. So could you do that quickly? Could you get do that very quickly? Thank you for getting up first. The first one makes it easy for everybody else. Can y'all make some noise as they're coming? That's what's up. They're coming. Very good. I love it. Yeah, come on. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Very good. What's up, man? Very good. God bless you. Hello. God bless you. Hello. How are you? Y'all need to clap till they get all the way down. What's up, man? God bless you. God bless you. Oh, eagles in the house. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So, if anybody else is coming, come on quickly. Come on quickly. Let me say this. Thank you. For whatever decision, whether you got saved, rededicated, or joining, thank you for letting us be part of your decision. My church did not hear what I said. Thank you for letting us be part of this decision. We so appreciate it, and we're honored that you would let us be part of this decision. Pastor Aisha and I, we want to just spend a few minutes talking with you, so we wanted to get you out first. I'm going to come in the room with a Victoria's Secret model. If you've never seen one, I'm rolling up in there with one. And so what we're going to ask you to do, we have a team over there that's waving. See that team over there that's waving? They're real wealthy. If you need money, ask them to hook you up. So that team is going to escort you into our multi-purpose room. As soon as we dismiss, Pastor Ash and I are going to come in there. And I know people are coming up to greet us. And so if you can wait, you know, I, I, hopefully you can wait. If you can't, we don't want to put you in bondage. Um, and if not, if it's taken too long, we're going to have somebody else come in to talk to you. But I think we should be able to make it. So if you will go that way and follow them. Now, did y'all get all your belongings? Did you bring all your stuff up? You didn't? Okay, so I need you to go get your stuff because this is a real church. These people really will take your stuff. Okay, so go, just go, you can go get your stuff and come straight back up. Okay, but if you guys can follow, can y'all go that way and follow them? Could y'all make some noise, please? Very good, and you can go that way. Keep making noise as she goes. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, very good. Very good. Now, remember, when we're doing altar calls, remember, man, how many know it's a lot of people in here? And some people might give their heart to the Lord or rededicate or want to join, but they're like, I ain't going up there. And how many know? So I want you to be mindful of our church family. You know, when I say heads are bowed, I want you to kind of be mindful. Don't stare at somebody. Don't do that. But, you know, if somebody lifts their hand that they got saved or rededicated or joined the church and they seem like they're just struggling to get up, just go, hey, if you want, I'll walk down with you. And if they go, no, I'm good, say, okay. 
but sometimes that helps somebody so they don't feel by themselves. Amen? All right. Tell your neighbor, it's tithes and offering time. Now, if and only if you love giving to God, make some noise. Here at this church, this is a tithing church. If you didn't know, we fully 100% believe in giving God the first tenth of any increase that hits our hand. Paycheck, fine money, somebody gives us money, God gets the first tenth. It's his, he said that in his word. Then we take the 90%, handle all of our responsibilities and put money where? Put some in savings. What's left over is called your? your excess and that is what you give offerings out of as the Holy Spirit leads you to do so now please listen carefully if you're new here if you have a church home you hung out with us but you have a church home and you got your paycheck or whatever and you're like well I was here today I'm gonna pay my tithe here please don't do that your tithe should go to your home church not this church or any other church so an offering but don't give us another church's tithe now if you don't have a church home you're looking for one you don't have one and you want to pay your tithe here by all means you can as long as you don't have a church home now, how to give, in case you don't know, because there's several ways to do that here. Number one, you can go to our website. You can give electronically anytime you want. Number two, for those watching, the address is up on the screen. You can mail something in, or some people that live nearby, they'd like to bring it up here, so there's a drop box outside our executive wing. Now, while we're on that, we know in the building, most people give electronically now, but some people still want to give by cash or check, and we always want to honor that. And if you're doing that, we don't want you to give it loosely. We want you to put in an envelope. So if you need an envelope for your giving because you're doing cash or check, please hold your hand up high, and our fantastic, wonderful, awesome ushers will come and serve you. Could y'all make some noise for our ushers? on the floor they are awesome just keep your hand up and the ushers will come to you I promise you they will get to you now for those that got an envelope please make note we don't pass offering buckets so the way you turn your envelope in after service there's two bins on the back wall if you'll drop it in there on your way out you'll get it'll get to where it needs to get to another way to give us our mobile app if you'll text VICCC space app to 77977, you can give that way. You can just text to give, text VICCC to 77977. Lastly, if you have an equipment account, you can give that way. All right, when you're ready to give, hold up whatever you're giving with. If you're giving electronically, hold that up. If you just got an envelope, please don't rush to fill it out. Take your time and then catch up to us. If you have nothing to give, hold your hand up with everybody else. Nobody left behind, wave it before the Lord. Online, hold up something. Speak to your seed, say seed. I know you can hear me. Everything has ears. I'm talking to you. Go now, get in the ground, increase, multiply, and harvest. I'm calling in to the kingdom of God and my citizenship. In Jesus' name, shout amen. Shout amen again. All right, stand to your feet. Now, before we move, if you need prayer, our prayer team is always up to my left, your right. If you're a first-time visitor, please go to our visitor's reception down this hallway. We'd love to fellowship with you. If you're going to come up and greet us, you can do that. If you don't want to wait in line, there's a box out there. If there's something that you're trying to put in our hands, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor. I got to go. But I want you to remember this. Your self-worth and self-esteem is based on the word of God and not people. Give them a hug, a high five. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you soon, Wednesday night. I want you to be in the house. Be blessed.